So here we are with edition um, number two of No More In Four. Um, this is Michelle Wakelin. I'm here with Dorothy Braywood. Um, hi, Dorothy. How are you doing? Hi, Michelle. Yeah, I'm fine, thanks. And you? Yeah, not bad, not bad. Coping and trying to get to grips with podcasting. So let's see how <laughs> it goes, shall we? Um, so I've got my four questions for you. Um, so the first one is, what do you choose to have around you in your environment while you work? Well, I'm based in my daughter's old bedroom and it was very briefly my craft room because I like to work with yarns and with fabrics. So surrounding me, I have behind me where I can't see them too much, are lots of lovely fabrics. Though I'm very careful to keep the things that I'm currently working on downstairs so I'm not too tempted (laughs) and I'm not distracted. (laughs) Yeah, I have the spare stuff behind me, but what is great is that there's lots of colour, and I do love colour. Mm. So it, it can be very uplifting, especially when you have the dark grey winter months. So they're behind me, and in front of me, I have a bookcase. So lots of lovely books, which are really inspiring to look at. And then I'm really sure, I'm always sure, to keep on my desk and within easy reach, arm's reach, all the essentials for work so that I keep focused and not distracted and a swivel chair that's a must because I can read everything then <laughs> and does that distract you your swivel chair <laughs> it does a little bit actually because it's squeaky <laughs> excellent well that sounds nice it sounds like a really comfortable and creative space so it is um, I'm sure that helps with your meetings yeah yeah it does and people often comment on my background if I haven't um, put up a background because I have got things visible that look a bit crafty and colourful so I think it sort of gives people pleasure at least that's what I tell myself. No definitely that's the first thing I said to you wasn't it that was, it was. what I noticed so yeah <laughs> no, it was good it was good. Okay question number two what's the most um, useful question you ask in your role quite a difficult one this one I think. Very yeah very difficult to narrow it down to one particular question I think since Covid it tends to be how are you because Mm. the weight of that question these days is is much um, deeper and broader than it ever had been because it is a genuine checking in on how are things going and not just obviously work-wise with my colleagues and our tutors and so on uh, but just genuinely how are they getting on Um, so that is probably at the moment the most useful question in terms of work I think if I've um, joined somebody for a session to see how things are going and we discuss it afterwards I like to ask them what did you feel was the most successful part of the session Mm -hmm. because that gives you an insight into what their perception is which may not be the same as yours Mm -hmm. and I always find that interesting yeah or again what would you do differently or what might you do differently another time yeah. Um, and again, that helps them reflect um, and and they often come up with some really interesting answers. Yeah, it's good for promoting discussion, that one, isn't it? And like you yeah. say, if it's not your perception, it sort of makes you think a little bit differently about maybe some of the things that you've written down and maybe assumptions that you've made. Exactly. That's right. Yeah, but yeah we're all privy to doing that, aren't we? So I think that's a, a really good one to get somebody else's viewpoint entirely. Yeah. And have you when you've asked the how are you question, have you have you had any responses that you've not known how to deal with? Not yet, um, though, I have to say in our because we hold a professional discussion before uh, beforehand, 
prior to COVID, professional discussions were generally taking about, say, 20 to 30 minutes. Mm -hmm. And now I would say on, well, it's a minimum of about an hour with most tutors. Um, And I'm talking about from the summer term up until now, last summer term till now. So it it, often it tends to be they just want to actually vent or discuss some issues. Um, So quite often it might be troubleshooting. Um, And there have been a few who have been stressed but not distressed, if I put it that way. Yeah, yeah. So um, to date, I haven't come across anything that I haven't been able to to deal with, thankfully. Um, But I do have colleagues who could help, should that be the case, so... And I think it's really important, actually, what you sort of said there. It's I think one thing that we need to do as practitioners is is actually plan that time in, isn't it? Where conversations take longer is allowing that to happen. So we also don't get stressed out that we've got to go somewhere else. Exactly. Yeah, I always always have a a space either side just in case, because it's important they have a voice and they have somebody to speak to. Yeah, Um, totally agree. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Okay. Number three, how do you motivate yourself to do the hard things? <laughs> right. Okay. <laughs> um, well, I am a list maker. I've been a list maker for years. Um, and sometimes I come across lists from previous years and think, oh, <laughs> gosh, that's still on my to-do list. <laughs> <laughs> However, um, I, I think I've, in work, I find it easier to do those hard things than I do sometimes in life, you know, in yeah. general life. So these days I tend to use OneNote and I colour code my my tasks. So they they will be there in order. I do number them so I can see how many tasks I've got to do. And I do have a traffic light system of the urgent red, uh, semi-urgent amber and the not so urgent green. So and that can be quite a motivator when you start to tick things off that list and the red list becomes tiny and so on. So that's generally what I tend to do. Um, and I just make sure I have time off because you can't spell all, spend all day doing the hard stuff. Uh, and sometimes you just need to step away. And real, when you realise you've been sitting down for two hours, it really isn't good for you. So, um, yep, go out for a walk, stretch, and, uh, and then you come back motivated and re-energised to tackle the tricky stuff again. Yeah, good advice, I think, there. Definitely um, the breaks and organising yourself like that, I think, is really important. So mm-hmm. I, think we could, I think we could all do that a little bit more, can we? Absolutely, yeah. Okay, so and finally, the important one, where do you find the fun in your job? Right, okay. Uh, well, I've always been known as a bit of a giggler. <laughs> and I do, I do remember with a couple of other APs, probably it wasn't the last time we met, because that would have been... Oh, getting on for a year ago, because that was the AP Conference South, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah, but the the time prior to that, there were a couple of um, APs I got together with, um, Roxana and Annie. We were all on the same table and we we were all a bit gigglers. But um, I think for me, finding fun in the job is, well, the people I work with. So maintaining that sense of humour and keeping in contact with people. so that you don't feel isolated and keeping variety in your job as well. I don't do the same things all the time. So that keeps me interested and I find 
you know, am I sad that, that my job gives me fun? I think that's great, actually. Yeah. I wouldn't want to be, yeah. <laughs> um, I'm just keeping those contacts, whether it's online, through Twitter, on Slack or wherever. And I enjoy the fact that my horizons have been broadened through joining the AP team because I've met so many lovely people like you, for instance. It's, yeah, no, I know what you mean. It's, it's, <laughs> I had a joke with uh, Karen the other day that um, I've actually seen her more than any of my friends and any of my work colleagues who have been yes. organising this event. And it does feel like now I've never met, you know, I mean, we have met, but, I've, you know, I've never met some of these people, but I feel like I know them intimately, which is quite yeah. fun in itself because it's just a new experience isn't it it is absolutely actually yesterday as well I was observing um a tutor who was um teaching independent learning skills and the last 15-20 minutes or so of his session he did some keep fit with them yeah and at the time my broadband wasn't being very stable so I'd turned my video off deliberately so that I could hear them properly because otherwise it was cutting out and I pretty much made all the notes I needed to make actually and I thought I'm just going to join in because they can't see me and that, you know, that was a lot of fun too and I did feel a lot warmer as well because I can get a bit chilly yeah um, sitting up in this room <laughs> yeah so, me too yeah, yeah. That sounds good. I'm gonna, I'm gonna. I think that that's how we should leave it, Dorothy, with me having um, visions of you doing your your keep fit. I like that. <laughs> <laughs> okay, some great answers there. Some great advice as well that I think people can take from that. So now it's over to you. So your job now is to let, select somebody that's been to one of the AP meetings um, and get to know them, pass it on, and have a go at podcast yourself. So uh, are you up for that? Absolutely, yeah. Looking forward to it. Amazing. Thanks for your time, Dorothy. Really nice to get to know you a little bit better. And you, Michelle. Bye.